This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What is up, everybody? It is Working Class on DeerCast. We're into the officially a week, about a week into November. I think this is episode 105. Mr. Ross Bigger is back. What's up, guys? How are you? Good. Good. So this one, Ross is back already. Yeah. And I think two episodes apart, roughly, is what we're at. Yeah. So we did an episode where we talked about um, what we were going to do in the next several weeks or a couple weeks from that episode. And we both did what we were going to do, and we both killed deer. Yep. Worked um, out good. Later this week, there's an episode coming, our normal WCB series. We A lot of uh, animal shot hunt type story, success stories happen. I briefly go over my hunt, so you might hear some of these details again, but I thought it was only fitting because you also killed a buck. Right. Uh, and we did it doing what we were talking about doing two episodes ago. Yep. So I figured we'd talk about our buck stories. Sounds good to me. In a little more detail, um, I shared my story with a bunch of other stories, so I kind of went through brief. So yeah, you killed an old hog. Yeah, he was a uh, he was a cool looking buck. I mean, I actually I went in. It was a hanging hunt, and I went in, and it was a, the the wind was great for my spot. I was going into the uh, scrape lines I was on. I think there was like nine different scrapes yeah because that's what you talked about last episode yeah that's where you're putting your energy and there was a couple rubs i know you asked about that last time there was some rubs there too but the scrapes were just getting hammered so i went in there and i hung a stand and and i got in about an hour ahead of daylight so had plenty of time and i sat there and waited and as the woods woke up um i started hearing i could hear grunts off in the distance Mm -hmm. a few here and there different directions but the ones i've the closest one I hear, heard was basically straight up wind of me down in the bottom. And I heard, let's see, I heard two grunts and then it was quiet for a little while. And then 
a really nice doe came through and this fawn came behind i mean it was like the deer just started pouring up out of the bottom yeah. coming my direction what you want cool. what you want but i can still hear a grunt every once in a while and i i heard two of them back to back and it sounded like they were getting pretty close mm -hmm. and i thought man this is this is perfect he's gonna work come right up here and and uh right in my lap and then i see two does coming and i thought i thought oh he's gonna be right behind him and i keep watching behind him and they're working right underneath me and then and still ha having the wind in my favor and they just kind of moving on down down out in the open field and i'm looking at this great big doe she's she was thick mama she was a thick mama she was good <laughs> and uh and the fawn that was behind her i mean pretty good size yearling but anyway i'm looking at her I heard the grunts, had didn't hear another one yet, kept looking up back the trail, you know, the trailer come on, and I all of a sudden look right at her and she goes, Beep. Really? Like, like a full on grunt, I swear to God. <laughs> Never in my life. She burped. <laughs> it had to have been what it was. I yeah, mean that's all it could be. She many Christmas. I mean, it was like it sounded I, just like I've a heard grunt. does grunt. Do you ever see does kind of like establish yeah. the pecking order where they hit the they like leg each other yeah, yeah. <laughs> leg each whap other. each other i don't know you know what i'm talking about they do that they stand up and high five yeah i've heard one uh actually in the last couple of weeks heard that happen two does were kind of like yeah smack each other up and i heard a little grunt and i was like yeah nah i had to have been a burp or something i don't know but, yeah we'll go with that so it was a burp <laughs> i was like okay that's wild so that is that what i've been hearing this whole time there is no buck and it's her and yeah maybe i don't know i mean it is kind of like a new trend thing it's getting pretty popular so yeah in know. society yeah i couldn't see anything yeah i mean i couldn't see you know i mean there's no antlers her him her him it them <laughs> them zen i don't know i don't know zine uh so anyway so then i'm after they move on i can hear i uh, heard another grunt down in the bottom so i thought you know another what? shim down there yeah 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 there you go <laughs> shim well, i'm gonna find out what this thing looks like so i i went grunt bleated yeah grunt bleated <laughs> is that what happened uh no i actually i just went straight to the horns and i hit my rattlers oh. i went through a full sequence and i put them back in the bag and sat there and waited and pretty soon i could see the top of a small tree just getting worked hard and then i could see tines and i'm like all right all right he's he looks good and bought real dark body on him so i get my phone out and I'm, I pull my binos up first, and I'm looking at him, and I thought, man, he's, he looks cool. He's got tines going everywhere. I might I might shoot this deer. No, I'm not going to shoot this deer. I'm just going to film him for a minute and see what he does. And I started filming him, and he come up closer and closer, and I'm looking through the screen on my phone as I'm filming. And I zoom in a little bit, and he turns his head, and I can see like an extra like unicorn-looking tine coming out of his forehead and had some crazy stuff going on. I'm like, Oh man, this deer's cool looking. I looked up from my phone to actually look at him, and with the naked eye, I'm like, "Oh, he's a mature buck. Like this is this is a this is a nice one." <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna shoot this. Deer. Probably be shooting this deer instead of I'm filming. Gonna, him. I'm gonna go to full draw. Yeah, he's he's like 25 yards broadside, just stand perfect, picture perfect, and my bow's hanging on the on the hook. So, <laughs> anyways, I uh, I decide I'm gonna shoot this deer. I put my phone down. He walks behind a tree. I grab my bow real quick, clip on get ready to go to full draw and my fingers were like froze solid because it was actually it was cold then mm -hmm. and i went to go pull back and i bumped my release like just as i started putting pressure on the string and the arrow barely leaves the bow and just goes Doop. oh and i didn't know about that straight to the ground i'm like oh and he he snapped his head back and looked because he heard it i'm like maybe i'm not supposed to shoot this deer 
And <laughs> then I turned around and he, I'm like, well, he's going to move on. Well, he stepped behind another bunch of brush and stuff. Had, I had, didn't have a window at all anymore. He was basically gone. And I went ahead and reached for another arrow and I put it on and he turned and just started walking right towards me through all this brush. Comes all the way to the base while well, he's like eight yards away. And I go to full draw before he gets there. And he pull, he comes right into basically what was where I ended up shooting him at. But there's a big limb in the way. Yeah. And looks right up at me. I'm like, oh, man. I got to, like, shrink down. So I <laughs> I shrink down real, real slow. He looks away. So then I drop down to get underneath him. And anyways, I was able to get an arrow off. And he ran off. Didn't go very far. And it was perfect. So Money. Yeah. He's he's cool, cool old buck, like character. And yeah, just wild-looking tines. And, and uh, yeah. He's just old character, big, mature, big, long face, dark body. He was cool. So, yeah, definitely not my biggest deer. Perfect any, deer to shoot, though, to really. Just a really good, it was just a great hunt. I was excited and it was a fun hunt. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I was pumped to see you get that because I got the video. So, you send the video in your group, in the group that we're in. And I'm like, oh, dang, that's a cool old buck, you know? But I just, like, didn't know. And you're like, he's dead. It's <laughs> your next response. I'm like, oh, wait, no, you shot this deer, huh? I'm like, nice. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's So you that was two days after my hunt? Uh, I believe that's right. Or the day after? Mine was the 30th of Mine's October. Mine's the 27th. There you go. Yes. Tw- I, I believe it was the 27th. Yeah, I think so. All the days run together. I know, especially lately, it's like crazy. Like, we're already in November, you know, the 7th of November, whatever today is. So, yeah, uh, yeah mine kind of, uh, I guess, kind of similar. Um, I have mine filmed with a Tacticam, hashtag not a sponsor. Um, just, uh, I, I like to have it on there for, like, shot review and shit, even yeah. though it sucks pretty bad for, like, when it's on your stabilizer to, like, watch, like, impact because it's so... Like so much inner, I mean, I don't know what camera could handle that, honestly. Right. But nothing against Tacticam, but um, you mean on the initial shot, like the shot, of, the shock of the bow, shock of the bow runs through it and just yeah. But, but, but you can still kind of see what's going on, yeah, kind of. Um, but yeah, the twenty seventh, I sat. I remember being calm and fairly. There was a cold front coming that day, the one we had talked about on uh, last week's episode with Lee. Yeah. Um, so anticipating deer to start moving. Um, I really just sat there comfortably, and I was I basically sat on a what I I don't know how what other people call I call it like an internal fringe, mm-hmm. um, and what I mean by an internal fridge, I'm kind of sitting. Um, there's a terrain feature. There's like a big ravine cut that comes down with a really old log road that comes down and loops around the like kind of in a, in a horseshoe below the ravine, and uh, there's cut beans on the top, cut corn on the bottom, and I'm in like a fairly decent block of timber. And I feel like a lot of the deer will cut in there and bed up in that timber. And there's a lot of big mature oaks where like uh, storms had knocked the tops off of them. Oh, yeah. And they're kind of laying all over there. So you can't really see very far in there, but it's kind of fun to sit. Um, I went in there with my tractor this uh, summer, and there was a tree that fell over on this log road, and all the deer were kind of reverting around it. So I could see where the deer were reverting. So I took my bucket and pushed the tops of the trees that fell where they were going. Yeah. So they'd use this road. It was just right, like you know, right there in front of the stand, oh, that's cool. the spot. So it's it's a really cool area. But this old internal fringe of what I'm calling the road yep. internally in the timber is scraped up. Yep. And uh, so you know, obviously deer are there, and uh, it's scraped up from the bottom, and there's scrapes going all the way up. And I put a rope scrape right in front of the tree, and um, it's just 
we f- I focus on scrapes, like we talked about two right. episodes ago when we were talking about our game plan. And uh, so buck in the area, I just I just call him the heavy ten. Yeah. Um, big mature buck. I'd think a five or six year old type deer. Um, heavy heavy beams, heavy tines. Just a good solid, solid midwestern buck. deer that you think about. Um, and I sat there till oh, nine quarter after nine in that ballpark. Nine nine fifteen somewhere in there. Yep. And I messaged the group, and I'm like, I'm gonna rattle. You know, I hadn't rattled or called at all really up to this point. And, and uh, Lee responds in the group, "Do it." So I'm like, "All right, I'll do it." So I grabbed those. Have you seen those rattling antlers? I got. Yeah, that those are awesome. Carved did. Yeah. So smack them together. Bam, bam, bam. And all, there's all the oak tops up, so it's like not real visible through the timber or yeah. down on the ground. The oak tops are. And I'm rattling. Boom, boom, boom. Hit them. I start tickling, you know, and ease into it. And I look down, I see deer, a deer coming, and I'm like, oh, coming hot. Don't know who he is yet. Yep. And my first focus is like, okay, get him hung up and not drop him because right. it's kind of hard to do. Yeah. And then I grab my bow, and I look, and I kind of pull the loopholes up, and I look. I'm like, oh, heavy 10. And he goes down and destroys a poor, like, like same thing with your buck, like a sapling or something like that. Yeah. Just shreds it up. I'm like, all right, I, I'm hoping he comes up on this road because there's my shot. Right. You know, right where my rope scrape is. And I'm watching him tear that tree up. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm going to shoot this deer if he comes in. He's come, then boom, there he goes. He's coming up the hill. And then there's a big round oak right in front. And it's, I'm like, I'm going to draw when his head goes behind there. Yep. I draw, and I got this all on footage, so it's pretty cool. That's on cool. film or whatever footage. Footage is like an old timey term, isn't it? <laughs> Fil- no, film is an old timey term. Yeah. Nobody uses film anymore. Yeah. Anyway, sounds fine to me. He comes in, and he's at, 10 yards or you know 15 yards comes into like nine yards ish and i stop him and boom crank him and i'm right when i hit him i'm like perfect dude perfect and he goes up like 10 yards and he's standing there and i'm looking at him i'm like well i can if i shoot him again i'm gonna shoot him right where i shot him right and i can see the cut from the two inch blade the broadhead you know like the slit yeah and i'm looking at it i'm like all right and he's kind of moving slow and he's walking and I'm like, well, if you're going to give him the opportunity and you're there. So at this point, he's at like 19 yards. Yep. You know, I shot him at nine. He's gone 10 yards and he's moving slow and he's walking and, you know, maybe ruddy. I, I think my perception is like he comes in looking for a fight. Sure. And he's like, oh, adrenaline rushed. Like, Amped up. So I just took his lungs out and he gets in. He starts to get to this tree. And I'm like, all right, I can get it one more time. I load another arrow. Get it cocked back, put it in. He's quartering away just a touch, sinking in and just full blown heart pump him two inches from my other shot. And then I see him take off. And right from there, I just see the whole right side of him. You know, he's got four holes Good in blood. him. Good blood. Good. I can see just blood like crazy. And uh, I saw him just go low, 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 low and disappeared. So I'm like, I think he's, I mean, I'm. he's down. Yeah. Okay, he's got two arrows in him, four holes. Yeah. You know, he's got four inches of, well, technically, He'd have 12. Yeah, he had a lot of holes in him. A lot of inches of holes. Eight. Eight, I guess. Two, four, <laughs> six, eight. Yeah, eight. There you go. Good thing you're not in a construction. No kidding. <laughs> so um, I, I messaged the boys. I actually downloaded the footage just sent the group, the, the video to the group. Yep. And then uh, Eric called me. He's like, do you think he's down? I'm like, I'll tell you that that deer's not dead. I'll quit hunting. <laughs> Yeah. And he goes, okay, all right. I'm sure he's down. So I sat there for another two hours and just enjoyed it. Yep. It wasn't windy. It wasn't cold. It was a so really it was nice comfortable. Day. So I just like sat with my feet kicked up and I got down and 
Um, recovered him. He's good, like uh, just just shy of one fifty inch ten. Yeah. Um, heavy broke off a beautiful buck. Yeah, he broke three or so inches off his three, his uh, left three, I think. Yep. Uh, but yeah, heavy tined, heavy buck. Um, good, good, solid deer, to solid kill. deer to kill. Yeah, Perfect. mature. Yep. I, th- I think I would say five or six. Yeah, especially from some of the trail cam pictures I have too. You know, so yeah. Um, it's a great hunt. Absolutely. Fast story, man. But you know, not everything needs to be overtold. Right. I guess, you know. Yeah. So no, that's uh, that's. It's a good way to start, and we both still have tags in our pocket, so. That's right. A lot so, of season left. A lot of season, yeah. We're here in the first week of November. I guess we should probably talk about what we're doing the next couple weeks, since we did that two weeks ago. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, what's your plan? Doze. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> Follow the does. Follow the does. I think um, it depends on your property. Here's what I'm going to do. Uh, focus on does and, and how does use terrain and or you know, destination food sources. I think, I think you're going to start seeing does not want to be out in the open because they're tired of being like sexually harassed. Probably. So I think you're, they're going to hunker down a little more maybe in the next couple of weeks, but I think the best days of hunting are ahead of us in the next 10 days. I think so too. Even though last weekend might be the, was it last weekend? No, the weekend before Again, I'm, I'm mixed up. The, I started off the weekend for team WCB and there was like, boom, 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 nine or 10 bucks killed day. It, in a row, boom, boom, yep. boom, boom, boom. That boom. cold front, and we're also it was we were pre rut, we're pre gaming, so that was a pre game burst of yeah bucks deer running around. They're grunting, they're not with the doe, they're very receptive yep. to calls. They're uh, we're, we're getting awful close to this breakout session, though. I mean, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be crazy. I deer like everywhere. You know, I like uh, where we're at now. The sixth and seventh is is a really fun time to hunt, but I think even. Like I think the tenth through the fifteenth is can be even better sometimes. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you kind of experience some lockdown stuff. And that's where you always hear guys like, you know, I think like Black Friday is a great day to go hunting because typically you have the day off. Right. And that's a good day. I like that. That's a the, good the day. problem in Illinois is it's the weekend after first shotgun season. So it depends right. on how hard your property gets clobbered. Right. That's right. Yeah, that does it does change things. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've I've had good action all the way through. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think the weather changes. I think, uh, different phases of the rut, you might get in a phase where it's say it's locked down, but you're still, these bucks will get done with the dough and then head on to look for the next one. You just want to be there in between. You got to be in the game. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to be there to shoot them. So that's right. Got to be there. Yeah. It's uh November special, man. I think anything can happen at any time. I think, uh, it's easy to steer yourself into talking to yourself and to make wrong decisions. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, my mental game messes me up a lot. Like where to go, how to go, when to go. Yep. Kind of gets me. I mean, but really right now there's really no wrong choice. Make sure your wind's good and be there. Go hunting. Go hunting. Go hunting. So. Like Nick, Nick Morris is coming back up again. Go hunt and see what happens. Yeah. Sometimes that's the best thing to do, man. And, you, you you can go off of what anybody else has told you. Hey, this work, you know, this is what you need to do. This is what you should do. But your own experiences are gonna gonna steer you in the direction you want to go. Yeah, you can overplay it in your head and mess it up and go somewhere you shouldn't have. And then when you should have just went hunting where you really wanted to and just did it, and it wouldn't all work out. This time of year, 
they, yeah, you might think he's going to walk through this shooting lane right here, but he doesn't. They never do. They always go yeah, on the other way. It's sporadic. Yeah. It's, like, it's like a giant shotgun blast right now. It's like, I don't know, for the most part, you just don't know what to expect. Um, you know, and I was talking to well, I was talking to Austin the other day. I'm like, you know, I have I have some good deer I would like to kill and get on. I was like, but I just don't have like a game plan, and and it sucks. And he goes, dude, you're those deer are not going to be on their feet more in daylight than the next ten days. Yeah, he goes, so just be out there. And I'm like, that's really good sound advice. Just go. That's just cool. Just be out there. Yeah, you know, make sure your wind is as good as it can be for you and your situation and hunt and. I think don't over don't over stress about your game plans here in the next ten days, and uh, I'm gonna be doing what I think I should be doing is just being out there and uh, last year's activity. What I know that certain deer that I like to shoot typically do, and I'm just gonna be in the mix. Yep. Um, there's some details of a story that's currently unfolding. Uh, I'll say that. And I'm uh, on on an emotional roller coaster currently, yep. and, and this is being actually recorded before the episode later or after the fact. This episode is being recorded after the episode that launches later this week in WCB. So since that one has been recorded, um, there's there's a story in the works right now. Yep. So we're trying to uh, figure out the rest of the details of this story. We'll get it. But uh, it's uh, it's go time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been go- it is it's been go time. But also too. Don't blow your load. It's still, it's the first week of November. Yep. You know, here in Illinois, we have, uh, we have two months, over two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and when you hunt like we hunt, it's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. You got to be pretty, we have to be pretty stingy with our one and only tag left. You and I do. It's a good place. You to and leave. I. Yeah. It's a good place and a bad place at the same time. It's like, ah, and then you, cause there's so many deer that can pop up at this point. You don't even know. It's like, oh, yeah. roamers and all that. I, Desperate. Desperation. Le- yeah. Late season bucks. Yeah. Part of me, that, part of the conversation that I had with Austin when he was like, oh, yeah, the next 10 days, they're not going to be on their feet more in daylight. I'm like, part of me is looking forward to late season to have deer get on a pattern. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. Right. Very Ross-like. Like, you like your late season for that reason. Mm-hmm. And that's when he said that. He's like, yeah, the next 10 days, are not, they're not going to be on their feet more during the day than they are in the next 10 days. Right now, yeah. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. You know, grind it out while you can grind it out. Yep. And then maybe step back, get refreshed, family time, plan. date nights, hang out with the kids. Then go after it when right. maybe it's more patternable. I don't know. Form a plan later. Yeah, right now it's the breakout. It's leading into the breakout session. So it's just a matter of you got to be there. Wild things happen. This is crazy. They just run around like. Sorry, let me ask you this. What's your game plan for the next 10 days-ish? So get us to like November 16th. And just before first shotgun season here in Illinois, first firearm season, I guess. I guess there's rifles now. Yeah, yeah. Straight wall? Straight walls, yeah. Um, So my game plan, I mean, I have different spots that I really like to hunt. But we're getting on into that like all day sit type of year, t- time of year. So I like rolling hills and then getting getting in between doe bedding areas. I mean, if you can figure out where the does are at, like you started talking earlier with does, figure out the does. You just know that there's good bedding areas. Just mm-hmm. get in get in between them. Yeah, and hang out. Uh, 
Food sources can be good if that's where the does are at. Field edges. And I, I mean, I don't want to hunt a field edge right now. I want to be on like a bottleneck or a, a pinch point or a, in the timber. Even if, even if I'm still I'm in the timber, but I'm off a field edge, I want to be 20, 30 yards in the timber. Field that just don't feel motivating. I know what you're saying. Yeah. There I think the bucks are gonna be cruising the downwind side of, of field edges and just staying in the timber. They're not gonna go parade out out and about, I don't yeah. think. Because right now it's as fast as they can find the next hot dough and they're not wasting any time yeah. worrying about food and, and where's the water at. They're just looking for does. Yeah, they're getting to it. And yeah. I'm not gonna sleep. I'm just gonna run all night long and yeah. Sounds yeah. like a pretty good time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's what it's Doug and trade show season. Right. That's right. Just getting downwind of bedding areas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, I think I agree with you, man. Like sitting uh, just a regular field edge does not feel motivating until you see a doe pop out with a buck behind her and you're like, right. oh, man, all of a sudden it's kind of fun. But I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I'm I not saying don't hunt a field edge because I've, I've had, I've killed deer in the past where it's I've not been, as motivating. So I've had my back to the field, but I'm hunting the timber, watching the trails you know, 20, 30 yards in the timber yeah, uh, and have had him, a doe come by and she's going to the field and he's following her and walk mm-hmm. right out. Perfect shot. And yeah. And it's a done deal. But I want to focus more on the trails, the pinch points in the timber leading out to the, to the, to the field, you know, I solid guess. game plan. And two, when you see a deer in that terrain, your, your, your odds of a shot are much greater than hunting a field edge. Right. So they could be 50 yards tending a doe or whatever but um no i think that's good good game plans yeah um all right let me ask you this what, since that got brought up what do you think of the illinois straight wall cartridge introduction i don't know i mean i'm not i don't know much about them to have i'm not opinion. against it i mean i don't i don't know enough about them anyway to to have a can they shoot that much it. further than, than a modern muzzle loader mm, a little bit but not they're not the farther out you get, the less accurate they are. I think so. Mm. I mean, but they're still. I think it's a it's a good deal. I mean, good for kids. Good good for you know older older guys that just want to go out and and run one of those. I guess I don't know. I'm not much of a gun. You don't guy. have an opinion, huh? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think it's. I, I think Interesting. it's. I don't think I have a problem with it. But yeah. I'm telling you right now, it's. I, I don't. It's not an air bow, so that's the main thing. Thank God. <laughs> All right. Do you feel the same way about straight wall cartridge rifles in Illinois as you do crossbows? Like, do you care about the crossbow thing? Nah. You don't care? No, I don't care. Yeah. I hear you. I mean, I, uh, it's, it's tough to actually care. I mean, I'm not, I'm, you do you. That's what I'm going to say. I'm not, I'm not going to have one, but until I have to have one. Until you have to, or, you know. Right. Kid. Break, break an arm again yeah right yeah i will have to run one if i man, if and when i break my arm again i'm sure so i saw don higgins made a comment on another podcast i got the clip sent to me a thousand times uh which i thought was quite funny did i and i don't remember i didn't i don't really watch all of anything that gets sent to me because i'm i have adhd i think but um kind of got around to like uh saying that crossbows are like transgender people or something like they want to conform shit so they can still have success somehow or something like that like which is hilarious man (laughs) um (laughs) uh you know what yeah sure i kind of agree with them yeah but but i also like you know i don't know if it should be illegal 
I guess it depends what podcast you catch me on. Yeah. And how much I had to drink. <laughs> We're drinking white Russians today. Right. And uh, it's a hunting camp tradition here at the at the studio, white Russians. But uh, they feel a little more accepting to drink midday. Yeah, there you go. Right. For mm. breakfast, I mean. Take a nap. Uh, yeah, take a nap. Have a white Russian. I don't know. I, I don't feel like it needed to be past the rifle thing from my perspective. Like, why? Yeah, I mean, it's like, what are we doing? Like, the muzzleloaders, you can already kill deer with muzzleloaders at 250, 300 yards. I hear about anyway. I don't, I'm not, I'm not uh, in and around enough guns to to be concerned about it or even interested to read about it because I'm not, I don't care. I don't but care either. Yeah. Like, the thing is, I'm, I mean, we're not in the timber when it's the guns are going off anyway. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that I won't ever because I've grown up shooting deer with guns, but and I've got archery tags. I'm not going to, I don't want to take my gun out. Yeah. Unless he's like really, really big and I can't get him killed with my bow, then I'm going to last ditch effort. Yeah. It's, pull it's like out. warranted enough to where you're like, okay, I'll... I've got enough time invested. I'm just going to cheat and use my muzzle loader and <laughs> shoot, him, shoot him at four or five. So I grew up with some guys <laughs> when I was a kid hunting and uh, they were hardcore bow hunters only. Yeah. And I like really looked up to these guys and they would call firearm season Illinois cheating season. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're going to go out there and cheat? And it's like, you know, I remember being like young, like, you know, I don't know, maybe 17 at the time being like, oh man, I don't be a cheater. Yeah. Well, I have I'm not going to, I'm not going to dog on, on gun hunters. I'm not either, but I'm just saying like, I grew up with that. Right. Well, you know, there's, I'm just, like I say, even with the, with the crossbow thing, the gun thing, I don't just, you do you. I'm with gonna, the crossbow thing, dude, like go back to that time frame when those dudes were calling us cheaters for gun hunting for three days a year. Yeah. Uh, I'd never heard about crossbows. Right. Wasn't a thing. Wasn't a thing. No. Nope. Uh, so maybe Don Higgins has a point. You didn't hear about people being shims. Yeah. In 2005. No. It's new. It's. it's and if they were, you bullied them until they just were no longer a shim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly. I mean, it's true. <laughs> I'm not saying I did. I said people did. You know? Right. Right. But, uh, can can you name like when you knew about a crossbow hunter and like when we were like 15 16 17 in that time frame it, it would have been last five years has really been when it that's when it fired up yeah i mean yeah i probably when i was 20 i probably started hearing about a crossbow here or there but it was always you know an old guy you know like like older gentleman that can't shoot a bow anymore yeah, he's got him a, got a doctor's bow, permit, and, and he's going bad. Yep, got a doctor's permit. He gets, he's the only one that gets a crossbow. So, you know, that would have been really tough to be a crossbow company back fifteen years ago because you're yeah. only selling like three a year. Maybe, yeah. I, I, I will say this: a bold statement. I do think if you're an able-bodied male adult and you're shooting a crossbow just to shoot one over a compound, it's kind of a bitch move. Yeah. I'll say that. I'll stand by that. I'm I'm gonna have to say the same. Yeah. I but mean, but here at the same in the same breath, I'll also say I'm not gonna go out of my way to like passionately hate on you for it because right. I don't have the energy for that. Right. But I'll just say that statement and like and I'll stand by it. So and then I'm gonna I'll, I'll say that. I'll, I'll agree with you. I'm I don't care, but don't start flexing on a big deer that you shoot at 80 yards with your crossbow. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear about. I don't want to hear about it. Just just do your thing. Yeah, okay, I'm with you on that. <laughs> That's fair though, right? Like, 
you go hunt your property however you want to hunt it. Just don't push your stuff over here. That's fair. And then we got the trad guys saying that about the compound guys. There you go. But, but you know what? Drawing a bow and pulling a trigger are two different things. Yeah. No matter if there's wheels on the bow or not. That's right. It, uh, <laughs> I, I agree. It's a stupid reoccurring conversation. Yeah. Uh, but it's fun. It is fun. The shims you, I mean, out it's there. Just, it's just a matter of what everybody, it's what makes the world but go around. But if you're around. an able-bodied, grown adult. Yep. And you got a crossbow. And that's all you got. First time hunter. Nope. Nah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Let's try again. Kid, kid, maybe. A kid first time hunter, yes. Right. Yes. I, I'm for ch- I'm for children using them. Yes. Right. But, children and the elderly or wounded. Right. I yes, I agree. Yeah. Definitely. But if a guy able body walk in, thirty five years old. If you're like yeah, you're like the shop. crossbow. I'm like yeah, and a bow, <laughs> you walk into the bow shop and there's a crossbow section and there's the bow section. You walk out with the crossbow. That's something went wrong there. And it may and, and, and it might not be his fault. Maybe the guy selling the selling the bow will realize he can make more money selling the crossbow. Talk him into it. You I feel know? like dudes that go in and pick the crossbow over the compound. They're able-bodied males. They also wear K-Swiss shoes, right? As a male, Probably. adult. <laughs> Probably. Remember K-Swiss? Yeah, I do. That's yeah. back in the day when you call kids gay for wearing them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you wouldn't. Nobody got to walk by without being called gay. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> nobody. Uh, it's funny how much has changed since we went to school, man. I thought we were like in the new era. And it's like it's changed again to like. Holy cow. You know, we were kind of old school. Like 90s kids yep. are kind of like, oh, man, the 90s. You can't say certain words you say all the time in the 90s. Right. You know? We say them on the podcast because it's just unapologetic, and people are like, "Ooh, you know, Ooh. pulling out their collar." Like, oh. did I say that? You don't say. I wouldn't say that, but uh, it's fun. I don't know, man. I just, I, I'm not really against. It. I'm not putting energy to hate on anybody for it, but right. But I think it's like think about. Oh, well, if it if it come down to it, yeah, I definitely, I definitely make fun of them for it. Drive them in the ground, say that, you know. But I don't, <laughs> I don't need, to, I don't need to. If it came down to it, all I'd make I, fun of. Oh them. yeah, I'd, I'd go all out. But yeah, yeah. If we're, if we don't have to cross that bridge, we're not. I'll just leave it alone. A couple times at trade shows this season, we I, it must have been episode five hundred. We had the big great crossbow debate, and we're all two sheets in the wind, <laughs> you know, like what we do. And like some guys were like, oh, I heard what you said about crossbows and this and this. I'm like, well, hold on, let me say, no, don't be backing down now. I'm like, I'm not backing. Anything I give a shit <laughs> what you're gonna say to me right now about crossbows, I don't care. I say it on air every week, yeah. you know, and I regret some of it, but I said it, so whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's silly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know. I mean, I have, uh, I bought a crossbow, so I own a crossbow uh, for my kids. I, I bought it at a, it was a, oh, what the heck? Like a benefit? Like a banquet? It was a, a ba- yeah, it was a benefit, and... Nobody like this nice crossbow sitting there, and some dude bid on it. and It was gonna go. It's like it's like a thousand dollar crossbow, I think. I don't know something. Oh Jesus, that an, much? Yeah. Anyway, it was a nicer looking crossbow, and we're at a benefit. And this dude was gonna walk away with a smoking deal, and I bid it up. Like I doubled what his what he was on just to just, just to let him know. Just to, <clears throat> like, come on, we're at That's a benefit. Mine. Yeah, yeah. Just to see if he would go again. You're helping it's still, somebody. still a pretty good price for for it, and 
That's like 500 bucks. I, I, I took it from like 150 to 500. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and I just sat there and waited for him and he, he didn't go again. I'm like, well, I'm giving 500 bucks for this crossbow. So I took it home. It sat in the box for like two years. And one day I decided I was going to get it out and put it together and see what it'd do. And I shot it and I was like, hmm, was, it, was it strung up in the box? Mm, I don't remember. I don't, yeah, I think it was. Really? I think it was. I don't remember. So I know Austin has a crossbow for his kid. That's Cody what, killed his first one. Yeah. And he said it blew up on him. I oh, guess, really? I guess he wherever he took it, it was like, oh, you got to replace the string like every two years on him. Oh, geez. Well, this thing's a ticking time bomb then. So I, uh, <laughs> I, took, scary about I it. took it out and I let my oldest uh, shoot it. And he, he wants to take it hunting. And I'm like, eh, eh. And I've just, I mean, I don't have a problem with it, I suppose. But for a kid... Yeah, he's eight, and he's yeah, you know, he's he's he could do that, but because he's a couple years away from being able to pull forty pounds, so yeah. Anyway, haven't done it yet though. He shoots in the yard. He shoots pretty good, but I don't know. I just haven't pushed it yet. Yeah, it's because I'm not. I got mixed feelings about it. So just whatever. That's honest. I mean, we're not against it, but it's worth the conversation. Like, I'd like, like him to shoot a deer with the first with the 20 gauge that i got to shoot my first deer with i think that's my ultimate just because it's more classic it's like ah yeah i killed my first deer and then you kind of graduate into bows and i'm not yeah. talk, not talking crossbows like you killed your first deer it's with one or the, the other. same gun that i shot my first deer with and now you're getting strong enough and able-bodied you can pull back a bow and, and there's uh, no middle ground yeah that's that's uh, Ultimately, that's how I want to do it, and that's how we all did it, really, up to this point. Right. The thing is, I find is like a lot of like guys like that that get offended about the crossbow conversation. They tend to be, um, I I feel like, uh, like very left wing type liberalish when they attack you for it for, for not fully agreeing with their shit. Like they don't see your middle ground, um, conversational debate. Right. I mean, that's the problem with social media. It's hard to do that meet middle ground with it, but, um, yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, they're like, just edgy. Just so easily ruffled. Don't take my win from me. <laughs> you can't say gay because I'm a shim. Right. No. Sure. I'm going to call you call, call as I see you. <laughs> call it as I see it. And I see you. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Ross, congrats on the buck. Thanks. You too, buddy. Thank you, sir. Let's um, go uh, lay down a couple more. We're kind of recording late on this one, and uh, I don't know what the next couple weeks of episodes have in store. It'll be very deer hunting focused. So appreciate you guys tuning in, supporting this series, and best of luck to you here in the next coming weeks of November. Yep. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Thanks a lot. You know what to do? Go shoot a giant. We love you. Peace.